This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. You're tuned in to Tapped Out. Hosted by Brendan Tobin and Sean Levine. Only on the BetQL Network. And a good Saturday night, wherever you're checking us out, along the BetQL Network with producer Jake Nelliker and my co-host Brendan Tobin. I'm the sports machine, Sean Levine. And if you're looking for the UFC fights, well... They already happen. But for the next couple of hours, we're going to break it down. We're going to try to make some money. And we're going to talk all things fighting here on Tapped Out. Brendan, let's go ahead and start with the main event from Jacksonville. First of all, really fun card before we get into the details. Like, I didn't really know what to expect. Daytime card. They're taking it to Jacksonville. Feels like they were kind of doing Florida a bit of a favor, throwing them a bone. I didn't expect much, but it was a really fun card today. Super fun card. Uh, yeah, I don't understand why it was at 3 in the afternoon either, other than I don't guess ABC is, I don't know, what do they have nothing else to show today? So they're just like, hey, we really need something in the midst there. It was a little bit weird, um, but still a fun card. It was a good atmosphere, and they got a, uh, a really entertaining main event, and especially a great performance from Ilya Taporia. It's that mouse, I'm trying to tell you. That Mickey Mouse has uh, very, very broad shoulders. Very important guy. You mentioned the main event, Ilya Taporia by decision over Josh Emmett. We expected a banger. We got a banger by the end, for end of it. Friend of the show. In fact, double friend of the show. We brought Josh Emmett on a couple of times. Our boy's face, BT, looked like hamburger meat. Yeah, he had that eye closed uh, pretty early on. I mean, he was getting butchered with that leg, with that calf kick. Uh, by the end of it, he was switching uh, switching stances to try and avoid it. I mean, Taporia looked like the real deal, man. I mean, we saw he kind of burst on the scene when he took out another friend of the show, uh, uh, Bryce Mitchell, on short notice and just completely steamrolled him. In this one, I do feel like he had to face a little bit more adversity because Josh Emmett was not easy to put away, even though the scorecards are very lopsided. He ended up finding a way, it felt like, to win each round. Um, I do feel like there were some ke- competitive moments from Josh Emmett because – He's just such a home run hitter, and you got to be careful when you're in the pocket there. And you know he hits you with a hook or he hits you with a straight right. You know it, it could be lights out for you. And I think Taporia just never really let that waver him, never really let that bother him, and always just seemed like he found a way to get the right move to break down Josh Emmett, either you know breaking him down with the kicks. That jab was absolutely phenomenal. That's why Josh Emmett's eye looked that bad today. And, you know, even came close to getting some submissions. So, great performance from Ilya Taporia. He looks like the real deal, man. I mean, this guy looks unstoppable right now. And now he got the, the test of taking on a real contender in deep waters and looked absolutely phenomenal in the championship rounds. Came into the fight as a betting favorite. Left looking 
Very, very impressive. As you mentioned, still an undefeated fighter in Taporia. Now he's taking out Josh Emmett, Bryce Mitchell, Ryan Hall. So he's starting to build himself a little bit of a resume. What's next? Are we talking about number one contender? Are we talking about, man, he looks so good tonight, just skip that and let this guy try to fight for the belt? I mean, the thing that's going to be interesting is what we have coming up in a couple of weeks with uh, with International Fight Week and that and that championship match between Yair and Volkanovski because if Volkanovski ends up winning, well then, yeah, I, I definitely think that's in the cards for Tapori to hop in there because then there's really nobody else for him to face because uh, Arnold Allen would be coming off of a loss right now. He just took out the top five guy. I wouldn't even be surprised if he would move up to number four next week. Volganovsky's beaten Brian Ortega. He's beaten Max Holloway multiple times. So, yeah, I think it's very much in the cards that he could go in there and and likely get a, a shot at Volkanovski. If Volkanovski loses, I think it's pretty obvious that, that they're going to run it back, with, unless he gets, like, you know, some crazy KO where he's going to need a year to recover or something like that. But if Volkanovski loses, pretty obvious they'll run it back, and Yair will will uh will get uh will have to fight him again and then I don't know maybe he takes on the winner of Max Holloway Korean Zombie or you put him in there with Brian Ortega or you put him in there with anybody else in the top 5 you know you could put him in there with but I do think the path is there for him to get the title next he certainly looked good enough for it tonight Volkanovski, by the way, that fight you're talking about, UFC 290 versus Yair Rodriguez. Volk is such a heavy favorite, minus 450. You can get Yair, who's looked great, at plus 325. We'll talk about if that underdog bites a little bit later on in the show. All right, what'd you see on the rest of the card? I mean, I saw one of the most fun fights that I've seen all year. Machine Gun Mariscal taking on Trevor Peak. Those dudes, it was on the prelims, so maybe you didn't catch it, but they were going at it, man. I can't believe it lasted three full rounds. Absolute bangers and haymakers and kicks and spinning fists all over the place. Not just the fight of the night in my eyes, but maybe one of the fights of the year. Certainly one of the more fun ones to watch. A lot of action on this Jacksonville card. Macy Barber versus Amanda Hebos. What was it that you saw? Yeah, uh, Macy Barber and Amanda Hebos was a great fight. Uh, two savages, a lot of blood between the both of them. And Macy Barber, you know, got the finish in the second round. Nice back and forth between both of them. Um, Hebos always felt like she kind of got the fast start in both of these rounds. And then Macy Barber cut her open, uh, big shot to the nose. She started leaking like a faucet. Then Hebos returned the favor to Macy Barber. But ultimately, it ended up with a, uh, a head kick. And then a right hand that was the demise of Amanda Hebos. But huge performance for Macy Barber. Definitely needed it. Was facing some criticism with some of the decisions that she's had. Uh, with a performance like this, she's kind of back on track to being that young little phenom everybody thought could, you know, be in there in title contention. This was a great performance by her. Uh, I believe they got performance of the night. Uh, or she got one of them. It was uh, fight of the night. Went to Emmett Taporia. Barber got one of the performances of the night. And then David Onama. He, uh, he got the other performance of the night with his monster KO of uh, Gabriel Santos earlier on in that. Um, the other thing that was a big uh, a big note of this, Justin Taffa, Austin Lane, former Jacksonville Jaguar, uh, he poked Taffa in the eye, which is always very gross because, like, you turn, like, a little side. Like, you get the blueness. And then, like, I think that's always crazy about an eye poke, Sean, is, like, they have the counter. And, like, Dan Bergliata... He walks in there a little bit too machismo, you know? Like, he's like, ah, don't worry, you got your five minutes. Like, he's just expecting you to go out there. Meanwhile, the eye is just getting worse and worse and worse. And he goes, Mergliata just, like, strutting around. He's trying to make this fight happen. He goes, I, I don't know if he gets, like, paid overtime if he doesn't ref the fight. I He really wanted this fight to happen when it was pretty clear from the get-go. The doctor goes in there, and he goes, Tafa can't see. It's not going to happen. 
And he goes, uh, anybody, got, anybody got a towel? Who's got a towel here? And so, like, they're trying, but Tafa's eye just keeps getting worse and worse. He, he wasn't able to go through. So, pretty unfortunate no contest there uh, with, uh, with the heavyweights. Bro, that eye poke oh, yeah. was disgusting. I mean, that thing was twisting around his brains. Producer Jake. I thought you were going to criticize Big Dan there, and I was actually impressed with Big Dan. I was like, what? wow, that's the first time I've ever seen a ref tell a fighter, hey, man, you got five minutes. Let's take it easy and figure this out. Most of the time, they're, like, freaking out. They're like, listen to the doctor. Whatever the doctor says goes. It just doesn't make oh, but, sense. I like but, the way but, Big Dan But, Jake, he, he wasn't listening to the doctor. The doctor kept said on multiple occasions, he's like, he can't see. And they got – Dude, the he, doctor looked like, grossed out. He was turning. He was like, I can't look straight at that. And, and then Dan's like, yeah, 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 but we got five minutes. It, it, it'll happen. You know, like, like it you was magic. I understand, but you know what? Sometimes there's a, there's a saying, the damage is done, dude. And when your eye is like scratch, it's, you're not, it's not coming back. And in fact, you could see the eye was getting quite worse as they kept going back to him. And Dan just is like sitting here and he goes, I think, we, I think you know, let's give him a little bit more time. Even at okay, one in point, this case, like, it was they bad. Get, they, <laughs> they get to the four-minute mark. I'm not saying Dan Mugliotta is a bad ref. It was just like he was being a bit of a show pony here. Because even at one point, it gets to the four-minute mark, and even Annick's like, I'm going to be honest with you, I don't think these last 60 seconds are really going to matter here. But Dan Mugliotta would not let it go. He goes, I think he's got he's got time. He's got time. He's got time. Just Either way, it didn't matter. It, yeah, no Nobody's contest. Fine. Unfortunate for Austin Lane, uh, that was his uh, UFC debut. I think most people probably know him as the guy who got knocked the leap out by Greg Hardy on the Contender Series. So it's been a long road back for him and uh, didn't really get to uh, put on a uh, performance there in front of his uh, Jacksonville crowd. He was supposed to be the big hometown guy. So that was unfortunate. And then uh, Brendan Allen looked awesome against uh, Bruno Silva. I thought, fantastic. You know, you say that Shavkat Rachmanov has a uh, has, has the, the rat hat. Yeah. I, I don't like that. But I feel like Brendan Allen's hat is much rattier than the Chavkots is like if we're gonna be there's honest not levels there's not levels to rat hats you either have a rat hat or you don't and both those guys wear rat hats made of rats so at least that's what I'm convinced of Brendan Tobin sports machine Sean Levine having a little fun talk a little fighting here on the BetQL network you mentioned the Amanda Hebos Macy Barber fight it was great so let's give some more love to the ladies it has now been announced Valentina Shevchenko steps back into the octagon September 16th versus Alexa Grasso what's your early lean on that one um, man, you know, normally I'm the guy who goes down the route of like going with somebody's legacy and will go with the person who has been the proven champion. But I mean, I just think Alexa Grasso showed a lot in that fight. She really, uh, did was impressive in the way she pulled out that win. And I do feel like we've seen a Valentina Shevchenko that at one point looked really invincible. And I do feel like we're starting to see some chinks in the armor of bullet. And so, I, I'm leaning Grasso. I think Grasso gets it done this time around I, I, again. I think that she can uh, she can retain her belt. Um, I would imagine. I haven't seen the odds yet. I'd imagine that Valentina would be uh, kind of a slight favorite. I don't think she'd be like a heavy favorite like Amanda Nunes would be. But yeah, I think Grasso can get this done again, man. Sheila, she was so good in that last fight, uh, the way she pulled out that victory, and I feel like she's going to have even more confidence the second time around. You want odds? I got odds. Valentina Shevchenko is a favorite, maybe a little bit heavier than you were expecting. Minus 230 that night against Alexa Grasso on the comeback at plus 195. So you can make some good money, almost two to one, if you want Grasso. Let's stick with the ladies, where we've got Aaron Blanchfield's next fight announced versus Tyler Santos. That in Singapore, and that's a great fight. Ooh, that is a good fight. 
Uh, yeah, Blanchfields look like an absolute monster. That's uh, that's a, that's a banger right now. What do you have the odds and numbers on that one early? What? Who do you think I am here? I mean, I got most of them, I but not all. I want to know. I don't know. Well, I promise to you within the next five minutes, I'll get you those odds. We've also got Tatiana Suarez taking on Jessica Andrade. That fight's Another going down fight. in Nashville. It's a great fight. UFC 292, Cheeto Vera versus Henry Cejudo. We love Cheeto Vera around here. Like, if, if you weren't with us when we interviewed Cheeto, never have we had a worse phone line. And he stuck with us like five separate cool times. So he's a good friend of the show. Really good. And he's taking on Henry Cejudo, who also came on the show, but for whatever reason, we don't agree on much, but we both agree that we're just, we're done, right? Are we over Triple C? Over Triple C, but I will say, I think a very important matchup for Cheeto uh, because we have seen a guy who, yes, is very exciting and can get the big time knockout. But I do think that for a guy I'd love to see be champion one day, I think has some maturing to do in that octagon as far as like getting fights going a little bit earlier, start knowing how to rack up, you know, a couple of rounds. Uh, and this is a tough matchup for him, to be honest with you. I feel like, you know, you go in there against Henry Cejudo, a guy who's just a dog, a grinder, who can who can uh, go out there and win fights. Um, I, I, you know, that's – I think he's got so, a lot to prove in this one, Sean. I really do. I think that Cheeto's got to go in there and really show in this one that he has the ability to have a long game plan throughout a fight and can't just go in there hoping that he's going to find a head kick KO. Superman is also fighting Lionheart. Ryan Spam oh. versus Anthony Smith. Looking forward to that one. We've got your odds. Aaron Blanchfield, the favorite, minus 200 versus Tyler Santos. So it's kind of right. what we were saying. So Dana White earlier this week announced that there's a chance that he's going to be able to put together what he called the biggest fight in the history of the world. And when I think of that, I go back to like, I don't know, man, Tyson Holyfield, maybe, or in the UFC, John versus DC2, whatever you think is the biggest fight. And then he told us who he's talking about, and it's none other than the CEO of Tesla. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Elon Musk versus the CEO of Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg. And I see you shaking your head and rolling your eyes right now, and you tell me all the time that you're not in for these, these, these comedic fights, right, this entertainment that you're over it, that you don't need to see it. And I'm here to tell you, most of the time, I agree, but if these nerds are going to get into an actual octagon, bro, you're lying if you're saying you're not going to watch. I know, but, like, you're watching it for the just absolute failure of it. Like, we all can just acknowledge right away this isn't going to be good to watch. Like, honestly, dude, just make this one round. Like, if you think you're going to do, like, three five-minute rounds between these two jokers, you're not. Um, look, I don't have a problem with Elon Musk and 
Zuckerberg fighting, fine. I, I don't even really have a problem with Dana White wanting to promote it. I would just like it, though, forever and forever to be said, Dana White, don't criticize Jake Paul anymore. Don't talk about gimmicky fights anymore. Don't say this is not what you do. I'm fine with him doing it. I just want him to acknowledge a little bit of the hypocrisy. And by the way, not the first time that he's ventured down this road before. CM Punk had two fights. So, like, <laughs> they've gone wacky before. I just think it's funny when, like, any of these celebrities do want to go fight. And, look, I'm not above it, Sean. I have. We've covered Jake Paul more than one probably should. But I just think, like, for me, it's it's just kind of lost its luster because we've just gone to this well all the time. This is a very extreme case between the two two of the richest men in the world. I'll certainly watch, but I just want us to know we're all going into this. This is going to be truly terrible. It was painful when he called it the biggest fight in the history of the world. I completely agree with you. There's no way they can do three five-minute rounds. I mean, come on. Maybe you can do three 90-second rounds. And honest question, is this a main event? If this really happened, and if this really happens in the UFC, <laughs> this can't be the main event of a pay-per-view, right? I mean, I assume so. Like, look, certainly what? as you saw this – as you see today, like, a lot of fighters are rushing to these guys to get clout. Like, a, George St. Pierre said that he would train Elon Musk. Everybody. So, everybody's coming at him. I saw it. Everybody's like, I'd love to train you. Oh, you mean the guy that's worth $280 billion? You want to become friends with him, huh? Shocker. Dana, another guy that has a little bit of money. It's unbelievable. Uh, coming up next, we bring on Clint McClain from Die Hard MMA. You're locked into the Bet QL Network.